Welcome back to the Krispy Kreme Podcast. I am your host, Chris. As always, today's date is January 31st now because it is 12.03 a.m. I'm coming to you guys live on a very early Sunday morning. And I'm just checking in on you, pieces of shit. How you guys doing? Um, It was another long week of fucking work. I thankfully got through it. Um... And it is what it is, man. You know, if you guys are out there thinking that, man, this isn't worth it, just know that it is because I'm doing the same fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? So um, thank you guys for being here and listening. I really do truly appreciate it. Today I am bringing you guys a uh, hopefully a quality episode with uh, my very best friend in the world. I love him to death. I love him like a brother. I'll take a bullet for him, but only if it's in the shoulder. Everybody, please welcome Daniel DeSano, ladies and gentlemen. It is on. It's dude. fucking on, baby. Dan, how have you been, brother? I've been pretty good, man. Now, what's going on with you? Nothing much, man. Like I said, I've just been working like a fucking madman. I, uh, dude, I work fucking 50 hour work weeks at this job. Okay. I feel you, man. You work fucking 50 hour work weeks? I work, I work, work 40. You, do you work, do you work in like, you work in the same setting every day? Right? Pretty much, yeah. I can't fucking stand that. Like, when I was working at Flow Sciences, I would I would go to the same... It wasn't a desk, but it was the same operating station. And it would, it would just fucking drive me crazy. Like, I, I don't know why. I really, truly don't. Because now I'm at this new job to where I go to a new scene basically every day. And I'm like, man, I love it. But I'm doing the same fucking thing over mm-hmm. and over again. But it just feels different because it's a it's essentially a new adventure. It's 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 a new thing that I'm doing, even though I'm doing the same thing basically. Like I, I'm not like it's a new challenge, I guess. It's if good that makes though. Sense. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's exposing good. me. It's exposing me better than I think any of my other previous jobs were. Is it really doing that? I don't fucking know. But I'm enjoying it for the most part, so that's why I'm gonna continue to do it for a while. I feel you, man. I mean. Yeah, I pretty much do the same thing every day, too. I mean, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I am taking real estate classes, so uh, anyone listening in, in about, uh, hopefully, in about <laughs> four to six weeks, um, you know, contact me for your housing, leasing needs. I'll definitely be able to help you out. Also, this podcast is brought to you by First in Flight Drone Services. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, that's my new drone company that I'm getting ready to start up. Uh, definitely not out yet, so, uh, not anywhere you could find it, just, but just, def- just, it, 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 it's just, uh, it, it's getting going. Give it's out, give go. out your, uh, well, your, your, uh, I'm trying to think of your username, uh, DiDisano. To be honest it? with you, yeah. I don't even know what my username is on, on, uh, Instagram. I think it's DiDisano. Follow me, you know, on just Facebook. Just look up Daniel DeSano. Just look me up, DeSano. You know, you'll find either me or my brother yeah. who runs Tideline Charters, another sponsor of the podcast. Yes. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but you'll find me and, uh, you know, we recently came out with a new video. Definitely go check it out. It's got some good drone work in it uh, that I did. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to being able to provide some drone services to uh residential businesses or uh you know residential houses and yeah. uh commercial businesses that might need some help with their marketing and everything like that. So first in flight, very excited to announce the launching of that. 
And uh, like like I said, if you need any kind of uh, drone service or anything like that, hit me up. I will definitely come out there and, uh, and get some cool drone shots for you. Yeah. Any of you Instagram bitches who just need, like, you know, a better better angle. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's, yeah maybe, got, Dan's maybe, got you covered. Maybe up in the sky. You never know. Maybe you, you, you really, know, yeah. You never know. You, mm-hmm. you, you want to picture mm-hmm. your house. You want to picture your business. You yep. want a video of... Uh, you know, being on the water, you want to, you know, and, and anything that you could possibly want. Call first from flight, up in dude. the sky. You want you want something from the flight. You want something from the air. Come to me first in flight, yep. and we will get you started, baby. So you, you obviously helped out your brother with that, right? Yes. You helped him out for a commercial for his business. It's not really a commercial. It's it's, it's, a, been... it's a promo. He he wants to get more into the media world, which is obviously what's taking over nowadays. And you know, so um, it... you know, he we go out fishing, and um, you know, he was just like one day he was like, you know what, we should really consider making like a video. I want a yeah. commercial or something. You know, not a lot of people around this area in particular do much media work with their business so he and they have like, it right at their hands truly like you know how many people have a fucking drone but they just play with it for yeah i mean gigs? a lot of people just play i got a drone and you know i i've really been working at getting better at it and we made this video good you know i, I got some good aerial scenes of the scenery of uh you know the marsh and sunset beach ocean Hall beach the bridge i mean stuff that everyone wants to see it's incorporated into the video with him fishing and at the very end there's a cool clip of him you know coming in on the boat i mean it it, it's really neat i would encourage you all to go check it out tideline charters but how um, how long did sorry how long did it take you to finish the whole video up i mean it's funny as it is um a lot of people who have watched it actually have reached out to my brother and asked, you know, who did you contact to make this video? And it really was just me and him, Um, you know, and our buddy Merrick from Greenville, he came down with his camera and we had a GoPro, a drone and a regular camera. Shout out Merrick. Merrick out there, (laughs) Downriver Kitchen, also another sponsor of the show. And uh, he, uh, I mean, we, between the three of us, we really just got a lot of footage and, uh, you know, you know, we pieced it together and uh, turned out pretty good. So, you know, like I said, I encourage you to go check it out, Thailand Charters. And uh, like I said, if you if you ever need any kind of um, drone footage, pictures of anything, really. I mean, you never really know when you need some kind of uh, aeronautical uh, footage or pictures. Definitely hit me up. Um, I'm I'm always there for you. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> All right, Dan, you spent seven minutes promoting yourself. So we're going to move on to some, some real quality stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you, Chris, but... <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, whatever. Um, no, yeah, that's awesome, man. As long as you're... You know, get your fucking side hustle in, dude. If you got it, you got it. And it seems like... I watched the commercial that Dan was talking about, whatever it was, promo for Timmy, his brother. And it was great stuff. It was a great quality. I was looking at it, and I was like, that's really cool. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to make that a business. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, do what you got to do. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, there's been a lot of crazy things going on in America lately, has there not? Lost. It seems it seems like there has, 
Maybe there hasn't, but I don't know. But all I know is that invest in GameStop, guys. If that's what you gotta do. If like if you have any kind, of, if you have three hundred and fifty dollars just laying around, throw that shit in GameStop. You never know. GameStop, AMC, Nokia. So please, Dan, explain. I you were educating me about it, and you were doing a great job of it because you're so fucking you know intelligent about it. Please educate me again. About what's going on. So Dave Portnoy is the president of Barstool, right? And these hedge funds guys, correct me when I'm wrong, please. These hedge funds guys were about to make a lot of money off of GameStop going bankrupt, right? They were. So in the coming days of that being a reality, prior, I'm sorry, prior to that being becoming a reality, Dave Portnoy gathered some friends and followers. And th- this is a very popular man, whether you know him or not. Look up Dave Portnoy, and you'll know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. He gathered some friends and fans together to uh, invest shares in GameStop, which was only four dollars and some change of a uh, per share right so we convince people to spend like i don't know say 30 bucks each just just 30 bucks each out of probably fifteen thousand. you know a lot of fucking people bought bought those shares and then all of a sudden <laughs> out of nowhere it was very evident to america's elites that the average man has a lot of power, do they not? I mean, they gathered, they, they got, they got together, and they they invested in something that was a very, very much a dying breed, and they just turned it into one of America's most expensive fucking stocks, it, dude. It, it's like, quite it's, crazy. It's, it's a lot of people are calling it the American Revolution of the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what it's called is a is a short squeeze. Um, basically, what it is is these hedge funds and uh, these multimillionaires, they capitalize on making these companies that are going out of business. Um, they borrow these shares and they sell them while they're cheap and, um, you know, expecting them to get even cheaper. And once they do get even cheaper, you know, they buy those stocks back to give back to who they borrowed from and make the considerable, uh, you know, profit. So what's going on really is Portnoy, all these Reddit, you know, all these other guys are saying, you know what, let's fuck with these hedge fund guys and say, you know what, the uh, the average man, the the average American who, you know, doesn't really invest in the stock market too much can say, you know what, we can we can capitalize off this and say, you know, while they're waiting for that stock to drop to a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. How about these average people buy all that stock and yeah. raise that shit up? Yeah, it's going to fuck the, the uh, hedge fund managers and all them because they're going to have to end up buying that stock back at a way higher margin. They're going to lose millions and millions of dollars. But yeah, these average guys – Me personally – I'm sorry to interrupt you. But as as a person who is just listening to you right now, you lost me. Why, why do those hedge fund people have to pay – people who buy the stocks why is that i don't really understand it's called a short called so a basically short. it's called a short okay so these hedge fund millionaires they they it's essentially they're borrowing from a brokerage stocks in a company knowing that they're gonna go out mm-hmm. 
basically knowing with everything that's going on, COVID, you know, there's a couple other other things that are going on. So like Blockbuster. Blockbuster, you know, just, you know, AMC. Anything that's going to struggle because of COVID. Yeah. They're going to get these shorts. They're going to, they're going to borrow these stocks Mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, hold on to them until they absolutely drop to nothing cents dollars 20 you know not 20 but two three four dollars right and they're gonna sell or not sell but buy that stock back when it gets lower to give back to who they borrowed from and keep the profit that they gained Uh. so essentially if you as a you know hedge fund manager you know but a million pretend pretend i'm a hedge fund manager tell me what i would do you're gonna you're gonna put you know, you're you're gonna buy hella shares, not even buy but uh, share, um, get a bunch of shares mm-hmm. from GameStop, right? Okay, at four dollars a piece, mm-hmm. a share. Once that drops down to one, knowing that they're getting ready to go out of business, you're gonna buy all those shares back because you need to give those shares back to who you borrowed from. Yeah, but. I thought it was at half the price, though. No, 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 no. no. Full so, fucking price. So you, so you are profiting, <laughs> yeah. profiting because you sold was, all of those shares at four dollars a shot at a, a piece. Yeah. And now you're going and and buying all those stocks back at one dollar a piece. And now that's not much for the average man, but for a ba- a fucking hedge fund manager, you've got millions of shares. That's a lot of money. And you're going to give them back to who you gave them from. That's that's an average day in their eyes. Mm-hmm. What's going on right now is Dave Portnoy mm-hmm. and all these other guys are saying, you know what, As let's fuck with these guys. Fuck them. Let's fuck with these guys and say, you know, let's get the average man and yeah. woman to buy every single stock that they can at, at one time right now. Yeah. And raise that stock as high as they can. So that really we make money. These average people are making money because they're buying these stocks at one dollar, two dollar, three dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. And the more people that buy these stocks, once it gets up to fifty, sixty, seventy dollars a share, can mm-hmm. sell and make a lot of money. But what's happening is everyone's holding, and GameStop is now at $333. I don't know right now it, exactly. It, it went from what? $4 and like 37 yes. cents to yes. the 300s, guys. Think of that. Yeah. You bought just for fun, five shares of GameStop just to like get in on the the, the shenanigans what Dave Portnoy was su- suggesting. All of a sudden, you have a thousand bucks on your hands. Yep, essentially a GameStop, yeah. a game, a business that, that you just nobody on. really yeah. gave a chance. By the way, GameStop. I'm sorry. By the way, at the at the end of 2021, there's supposed to be zero operating GameStops in America. They're supposed to be out of completely done, and it went from a five dollar share roughly to three hundred plus dollars. That that truly does tell you the fucking power of the American the, the average American person. It doesn't matter. And it's quite fascinating to me. It's, it's because it, it truly it really does give you something to like look up to. Like, you know what I mean? Like Dave Portnoy has done so much for small business and and just just getting behind the American people and it, it is truly inspiring and 
I applaud him for it, man. Like what he's done, he 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 is one of the few people that I've seen at that at his level that give a fuck about what happens to the average man. Mm-hmm. I truly mean that. Like he he is a good fucking dude, and the media will tell you different because he fucking supports Trump, Correct. and that's fine. And the, you know what I mean? Like whatever politicals, politics don't fucking matter. He actually truly does give a fuck about people, and Correct. I fucking like him for that. And that's it. I mean, really, it, 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 it comes to this. It's just that these stocks, you know, even if someone doesn't even know what the fuck they're doing, if they buy a couple stock, a couple shares in GameStop, when all this stuff on Instagram, on Twitter, on, uh, on Reddit, everything, Reddit, yeah. Reddit has become huge all of a sudden. Yep. Just kind of telling people, hey, you might want to invest in this because there's a, a short squeeze going on. Let's let's do it. Let's do this thing. Yep. And people are buying into it, and they're saying, you know what? You know, for four dollars a share, I'll buy a couple shares. Yep. And that has turned into millions and millions and millions and millions of people doing That's... the same thing, and has brought the price of a share up to three hundred dollars. Guess what? These hedge fund millionaires are having to do now. They're having to pay that much money per share that they thought they were only going to have to pay a dollar or two, maybe even less than that, to pay back the stocks that they borrowed. Yep. And they're going bankrupt. Yeah. And all these average people who bought the shares at one or two or three dollars, and now it's at $333 or whatever it is now, yep. are having a huge return. And it is... Nothing that we've ever really seen before. I mean, short squeeze, that's something that's always kind of been a a familiar term with financial people. I'm not going to claim to be an expert in finances. I just kind of know, you know, the basic fundamentals of it. But Dan is very smart, ladies and gentlemen. He's being humble humble about it. Not really, but like, yeah, it, it, I mean, I will say I agree with you 100%. Portnoy, I mean, you know, say what you want about him, but he really does do a lot for the average man. I mean I mean he for, doesn't for have some, to for someone who ha- exactly for for someone who has everything they want. Mm-hmm. He has everything he wants, dude. He's a fucking president of Barcelona. He has no need to yeah. go out and try to help anybody. The man could do 12 more pizza reviews tomorrow and be just as successful yep. tomorrow as he was today and it would be fine, but you know, he kind of jumped on board with this. And uh, you, you're, you're seeing other people like uh, Elon Musk, who, I mean, come on. This guy is an absolute genius. He is the genius of our time. I would almost even say that he's like the Einstein of our generation. Yeah. And, I mean, the guy has his Twitter bio. Twi- uh, I just Twitter. Kinda, Twitter bio. Fuck that up. Twitter yeah. bio. Yeah, that word. Twitter bio. That word slur <laughs> was brought to you by Blue Moon. And yeah. uh, they'll give his, you a good time. His, his Twitter bio is actually Bitcoin. Yeah. And I mean, just just having that as his Twitter bio has raised the stock, has raised the share price of that company. Or not even, it's not even a company. It's just Bitcoin. Fucking Bitcoin is fucking insane. So much that, I mean, it, it's quite the age. What is, what is uh, sorry, what is, what is one Bitcoin? It's like 28 grand, something like that, 30 grand. I don't even know, man. It, it's grand. it's, some, it's something. Dollars. It's something I, ridiculous. Yeah, if you own a couple bitcoins, you're doing good for yourself. Yeah, because it, it's it's pretty insane. I'm telling you guys, I, I 
I'm speaking as of someone who has just recently started doing it, as in recently as of today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to advise it to you guys now. So, (laughs) if I were you, dude, invest in the fucking stock market. Be wise with it, though. Don't just buy a stock of dick sporting goods and expect to be like, hey, I got a fucking $300 next morning. No, that's not going to happen. Do some research on the company you're buying. Have some smart friends around you like Dan DeSano. And and I'm telling you, man, you'll make fucking before you know it, you'll be making 20, 30 bucks left and right. Right? I mean, like if you do if you do it right, if you do it right. Yeah, now, but, people now some people fuck up and oh yeah. And and that's that's the kind of the beauty in the stock market is that that can fucking absolutely make or break you. Like yeah. if you do it if I do it properly, man, like I don't even know what to say. Like, highly, I'm talking, dude. Think of all the f- fucking money you spend on fast food a week, and and minus all that, and put it into the stock market. I'm telling you, it 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 could potentially, absolutely, turn your fucking life around. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Like, there's so much opportunity there. Invest in it. I've realized it for the last three fucking years. I just haven't done it personally because I've been afraid to fail, right? Mm. And aren't we all like? Aren't we all afraid to do that? You don't want to invest in something and be like, "Hey guys, invest in the stock market," and then a week later, you'll be like, "Yeah, now I'm down 150 fucking dollars." If you do it right, it won't happen. It shouldn't happen, and you'll you'll be better off, man. I'm telling you, like if you if you if you got the if you got the moves to do it, fucking do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, a couple couple change here and there. I mean, here's the thing is like, you know, these millionaires and billionaires, they didn't never expect yeah, millennials and Generation X and whatever you want to call it to ever be interested enough to actually put some money into the yep. stock market. They're just doing so good. It's poor people this, in the system, dude. This has been an absolute crazy revolution. I mean, it's crazy. Um... I mean, it's just like, you know, these millennials and these and these Generation X and everything, you would figure, you know, they're just trying to figure out their way and, you know, they're not making a whole lot of money and everything. But, like, if they ever get interested in the stock market and they start listening to people like Dave Portnoy and, and people like Reddit, uh, traders and everything like that. It's dangerous, dude. It, it, it can really change how the stock market is done. How how stocks and bonds are bought, and yep. it's just you know it it really is a crazy thing. Like my myself, I I bought some stock in AMC, and uh, I was lucky enough because I use uh, Stockpile, and it's actually a cool app if you check it out. But uh, I I use this Stockpile. podcast is brought to you in part by Stockpile. Right. Yeah, Stockpile. They ne- they didn't even ask us to advertise, but we we're giving them some free advertisement. For free. They never stopped selling AMC, but and a perfect example of why this is all happening and how and then the repercussions of all this is Robinhood, yeah. who is a really really good app for you know day trading and and just trades in general and stock market. People can go on there. They limited. The amount of stocks that right there is is not a felony, is it not? It's crazy that they limited the amount of stocks actually for a day. You can't do that. You couldn't buy you, any stock in you, GameStop or AMC because you, they mm-hmm. said, and their only reasoning was to protect the consumer. Yeah. When 
has that, you, that ever been. Ex- that is, right then and there, ever. extremely illegal. That, that is has a, never been. That's why, that, did you see the amount of class, uh, class action uh, lawsuits that has been filed against... Uh, Fuck you, Nick. Fuck you, you motherfucker. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking way too much. Have you seen the amount of class action lawsuits that have been filed against Robin Hood? It's a significant amount, man. <laughs> it's, it's been a it's lot crazy. because they deserve it too. Like, do they not? Like, it's not their fault. How many? How many? You told me this the other day. How many significant names in the stock market have like all of a sudden? Just, just, just from the the GameStop and AMC and whatever the fuck. How many names have like completely just gone bankrupt? You, you, you named off like six of them to me, and I was like, damn, like really, like imagine, like who, like name one, like you, you laid out one example to me. This guy who was gonna make bank off GameStop going under, and then obviously whatever happened happened. And all of a sudden, that guy's now bankrupt. And he was a fucking billionaire. And he can't even afford to fucking pay people now. A good example. And, and you know, this isn't really, I don't really know for sure. But I do think it's kind of interesting to see Steve Cohen. Yeah, the owner of the, the fucking Mets. The owner dude. of the Mets. He's, the a, New he's a hedge Mets. fund manager. And, uh, you know, he's had a pretty tumultuous past and. Um, in the stock market, and here we go again. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, these these companies that allow the average man to buy stocks on the internet, like Robinhood and Bully and Stockpile and everything else, all of a sudden they start limiting people to what they can buy. Literally by saying that, I'm just saying they're limiting people from buying AMC, from buying... GameStop from got from buying Nokia, Blockbuster, all these other companies that are doing absolutely terrible. Yeah, and um, you know he gets in a little feud with Portnoy on Twitter today. No Twitter for Cohen. Yep, he, he deleted his shit. He deleted it because he's done. He didn't like interacting with the people. It's uh, like that. he's done. I mean, people like that. I mean, it's just kind of an example. I, am I saying that this short squeeze kind of thing is going to go on forever? No. Am I saying that if you invest in GameStop or AMC or anything like that, that you're going to be a multimillionaire? Of course not. But if you had happened to invest in GameStop or AMC before this whole thing started or right when it started... And now all of a sudden the shares are $333 for GameStop, you know, $13 for uh, AMC and growing probably on Monday going to be a lot higher. You, you can make a good amount of money. I mean, and it, it's just pretty crazy that these hedge fund managers shaking in their boots because, you know, there, there's some of them that are just kind of absolutely going bankrupt because they're having to buy, to buy these shares back, you know. For three hundred and thirty-three dollars a share, when they had shared, when they got the share themselves for four dollars a piece, I mean, it, it, it's monumental. I mean, it's pretty crazy how the economy and how everything is just transforming with the internet. I can't believe it. I'm not gonna personally say that 
you know, this is a great idea to go in the long run. But in the short term, if you're just trying to get into the stock market now, this might be a great opportunity for you to hop in and just be like, you know what? Let me throw a couple dollars at uh, yeah, GameStop dude, or, like, like a, or AMC. Yeah. You don't have to buy a whole share, just half a share, or just whatever. I mean, you know, just hop in and see what you can do. I mean, if you enjoy it, then great. And you can start investing in other things. I think it's really important for people our age in the 20s right now, millennials, Generation X below us, to kind of get situated and understand the stock market because I think that's where a lot of these millionaires and billionaires are benefiting from, knowing that a lot of us aren't going to know a lot about it and they're just going to kind of cake off of it for the next couple of years because no one's, you know, investing and they're they're going to be the, you know, the masters behind all of this and they're they're going to make a lot of money off of it. And, you know, I'm no way, shape, or form a financial expert. But from what I've seen and from what I've learned, I mean, even if you're not investing in these stocks that we're talking about, even if you're just investing in something that you like, maybe like Nike or Under Armour or Adidas or anything, I mean, stocks go up and down. And, you know, it, it's just good. It's If you invest while you're young and just keep it, even if you invest in one or two or three or four shares while you're young and you hold on to it, for years and years and years, you never know what could happen. And it's something that not a lot of people our age think about. But I think it is something that's important for our people our age to think about because it's something that's really starting to change the landscape of the economy nowadays. That's, yeah, that's exactly true. And that's, um, I kind of want to bring this up to you because, like you mentioned, um, Steve Cohen is the owner of the Mets and, you know, I'm a very big part of baseball and baseball Twitter, and um, I came across this tweet, and I would like to, I would love to know your opinion on it, Dan. Uh, here's the tweet from Foolish Baseball, which is a great YouTube channel for baseballers like myself who love all of it. Whatever the fuck. Here's the tweet. There's absolutely nothing funny about the Mets billionaire owner getting cyberbullied off Twitter because his hedge funds got tanked by GameStop. Stop laughing. Grow up. Here's a follow-up to that tweet. Here's the thing. Saying that Conan got cyberbullied off Twitter because his hedge fund, 0.72, invested $750 multi-million and suffered a 15% losses to keep Melvin Capital afloat while Reddit pumped up Melvin's shortened shares of GameStop is not the sappy tweet. Let me do the snappy tweet. What do you think? Like, So this person's obviously defending Steve Cohen. Trying which, to cover their ass. Which is really weird because who defends yeah. a fucking billionaire as if they need it? Yeah. There's nothing funny about a liberal fucking person losing money because they're liberal and they obviously care. <laughs> like, it's just, what the fuck, dude? Like, who gives a fuck? And how are you not laughing your ass off at a millionaire? A, I'm sorry, a billionaire who completely fucked up. That's funny. How much does Steve Conan lose during this shit? Hopefully, hopefully he lost enough to lose the Mets because he's a piece of shit who does not know what he's fucking doing. No offense, Steven. I yeah. hope you're listening to this. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just yeah. thinking of all the fucking, like, 
the 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 quote unquote elites who have lost money during this because think of that, dude. Like it's a freak of the day, dude. Business as usual, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, sweetheart, honey, get the kids. We're bankrupt. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? We did not expect that to happen, but it totally did. Yeah. So, like, what do we do now? Yeah. That's just insane to me, man. Like, yeah. that truly shows, I don't care if anyone says, that truly, truly, truly shows the power of the average man. Yeah. If you get enough average men together, they're going to fucking overtake the fucking um, stock market. They can. Absolutely can. They can invest all their fucking money in Cabbage Patch Kids. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what the fuck yeah. it is. Like, you get enough people around one fucking... Whatever. Like, it's, it's just quite... It's quite quite amazing shit. My, um... I wanted to transition from that to that one story that I was bringing up to you earlier about, um... Almost burned. Uh, it was, uh... So was anyone homeless from the events that have occurred over the week (laughs) 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 through GameStop and AMC and whatever the fuck else? I all I know is that um okay. So let 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 me explain this to everybody here really casually. So I go to work every morning at uh, seven a.m. Got to get there at the facility at seven a.m. Get all the material. Get all the equipment and everything to get ready to go and try to get started working by 8 o'clock in the morning, right? So, I do that. It was this past Wednesday. It was a normal Wednesday. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just, you know, business as usual. And I'm getting all the stuff together and everything's ready to go. And um, sure enough, we're getting the work truck and we start heading there. Everything's fine. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden, we get to this place. I don't want to. Ex- I don't want to expose where it is because I don't want to dox anybody. And you never know. Anyway, so uh, we get to the place, and whenever we get to any job, initially, the first thing I do is get up and go use a porta potty. Whether because I gotta use the porta potty, or because. I just got to get ready to, you know, just deal with the bullshit for the day. I got to, like, psych myself up. Be like, come on, you can do this. I got to, you know, be my number one fan in there, right? And after, and it's, we get to the job site at probably, I don't know, say 7.50 in the morning, right? Super early. I haven't even had to sip my fucking coffee yet, right? Excuse me. I go to walk it... Excuse me. I go to walk into the porta potty, open up the porta potty. I step in. Uh, there's a fucking homeless person sleeping in it. Okay, it's not even eight o'clock in the morning. It's seven fifty, and after I walk, <laughs> after I walk in and see a person sleeping in the porta potty, I do the natural thing. Right? I do the natural thing. And just like a woman from the 1950s who sees a mouse on the floor, I fucking scream like, ah! I literally like throw my fucking hands up. I pick up my skirt by my hands and I fucking run away like a little pack. As I'm doing that, my coworkers hear me and they're like, yo, Chris, you all right? Like, because they don't know what happened to me. They don't know if I fucking twisted my ankle. 
got electrocuted, won the lottery. They don't fucking know. Like, so I'm just, I run on the corner and they're like, you're all right. And I'm like, dude, dude, there's a, dude, holy shit. There's a fucking, and, and as soon as I point to the porta potty, the homeless man walks out, right? Now, I have walked in on a porta potty and have seen people in there, you know? And I've and I've just chalked that up to me like, oh, like my bad, dude. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry, my my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm drinking a lot of water too. I gotta piss a lot. I've just chalked it up to that. Except this time, when I first walked in and saw the dude, I f- thought he was dead. Okay, I thought he was completely dead. I thought he overdosed on heroin. I didn't know any better, and I freaked out. Because I'm not trying to see a dead body at 7.50 in the morning on a Wednesday, you know? So I ran away, and then my coworkers are like, you're all right. And then I explained, like, that's going on. And then the guy walks out. He sees the four of us just looking at him, and we're like, what the fuck? And then he just goes, shit, my bad, fellas. I'm sorry about that. And then just fucking jogs away. Just jogs away. And I had to go on with the rest of my day. As if everything was normal. That's an extremely traumatic experience for me. Thankfully. Thankfully. I'm okay. (laughs) You ever had any experiences with uh, homeless people, Dan? I mean, a few here and there. I've mostly had them in uh, places like Atlanta, New York City. I mean, not here in... uh, you know, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina is not too bad right here on the coast, but uh, definitely in places like Atlanta, it's it's quite crazy. I mean, you know, you see people just trying to make it through the day. I mean, whereas people here in the in South and North Carolina, you see a lot of people holding on to signs saying, you know, please help. You know, Army veteran here and there, and I'm always about helping the veterans, but they're lying through their teeth. A lot of them. Most of the time they are. I mean, and, you know, it, it, it's harder to give and try and help people that you can't really agree with, such as these people that are holding these signs who probably have more money in their pocket than you do, than people in Atlanta and New York who are literally on the side of the street, like not asking anybody for anything. They're just trying to make it through the day. I mean, I'd rather give something to those people than – the people here that can literally go to any fast food restaurant around and ask for a job and probably get it. I mean, it, it it's kind of bizarre to me. You see, it's funny you say that because you'd rather do it to someone on New York that's like qualified. You said, was that what you said? What'd you, what'd what do you say? No, I don't. I don't know where you got qualified from. I'm t- not qualified, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, what I was trying to say was, like, these people in Atlanta and New York, I mean, you you walk by, it's a whole different area. It's a whole different scene. They're going through a whole lot of different things. I mean, people are homeless, and they're not really asking you for anything because they really are struggling. They're, they're just trying to make it through, and they're using what they got. These people down here where we are in Calabash, North Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Peach, you know, th- most of the time – Homeless people down here, they'll hold signs up and be like, hey, you know, give me what you can. Give me, give me, give me, you know, help me out. What can you do? Blah, 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 blah. But 
you know, a lot of them are lucky enough to be able to do that. They're lucky enough to stand for 17 hours a day and hold a sign up saying, please give me something when they could just go to these fast food restaurants, which are hundreds and thousands of them, and say, hey, you know, I might not be qualified, I might not be this or that, but I would like a job. And and they can get these jobs, and they can make something for themselves. And I think, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Some people start behind. Some some people start, you know, ahead. You know, wherever you want to stay, you start. I mean, that doesn't even matter. And we can all end in the same place. It's America, the landy opportunity. I mean, that's where, I mean, that's the whole portion of it. I mean, but, I mean, I don't know. Where are we going with this? Did I ever tell you about the time when... I was still living on campus at UNCW. Yeah. No, I never did. Okay, so when I was, I was still living on campus at UNCW, and there was a food line that was about a mile away, say, and um, it was a random. It was. It wasn't like a, a weekend. Or I wasn't. I wasn't having a big shopping day. You know, for th- whatever the fuck. It was just a random Wednesday. I had to go and get some some whatever. Right. It's uh, like 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and I leave my apartment, go to Food Line. That's right by my right by my place, right? And as I'm walking in, for whatever fucking reason, I really don't know. I truly, to this day, I have no idea what I was doing. I had cash on me, and I never pay in cash. I never do that. But as I was walking up... And I knew I had to get groceries. I was like, I got to have, you know, about 100 bills on me, right? And I have 520s. And as I'm walking in, I want to double check and make sure I have those 520s. But as I'm doing that, a homeless person is chilling at the cart rack, just like sitting down. And as I'm walking in, I don't. he doesn't say anything to me. I don't say anything to him. <clears throat> I just, you know, I'm just counting. I'm like, all right, cool. Got my money. Go in, get whatever I got. I really don't, I don't, I don't remember. Got some groceries and, um, I'll walk out. And this is during COVID. So like they had me walking out on the complete other side. So when I got to walk completely around the fucking facility to get in my car, which is a pain in the ass, which means I have to walk by the, uh, the homeless guy again. As I'm doing that with my cart full of groceries and whatever else I had on me, I start walking past them, and uh, the homeless guy just calls out. I was like, hey, man, hey. He's like, bro, I know you got some money, man. You, got, you trying to help brother out or something? And I said, um, no, man, I'm sorry. I don't have anything for you right now. I apologize. I just got some groceries. He goes, Man, fuck you. <laughs> I stopped, stopped pushing my cart and turned around and looked at him. I was like, what did you say? And he goes, man, fuck you, boy. He's like, I saw you walking in with all the money. He's like, I saw you had at least five, six, twenties on you. Come on, you ain't got, you telling me you ain't got no dollar to spend a brother. Come on, man. You know what I did, Dan? What'd you do? I walked up to him and gave him a 20. Because <laughs> I was like, 
That's what a real man does. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, dude, I beat the shit out of him. No. <laughs> and then I didn't give him fucking anything. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whether you're homeless or not, somebody will help you. Maybe not, I don't know. Depending on the scenario, depending on the situation, if you're going to buy drugs with it or you're going to buy groceries with it, it all depends, but... Yeah, don't, uh, don't, don't, um, if you're gonna ask someone for money and they say, I'm sorry, don't, don't follow it up with fuck you, because yeah. they might not be like me and be like, you know what, that was awesome, and just give you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might not be the best idea. Oh, dude, fuck no, are you kidding me? Guys, what time is it? I know we haven't really t- discussed much, but we've been talking for 45 fucking minutes. That's pretty insane. You wouldn't even know it either. No idea. Once I actually get quality podcasting equipment, I know I've been saying that for a year and a half now, but um, it's expensive. Fuck you. Like, you know, if it's that easy, why don't you guys donate money to me and then I'll actually get it. Yeah. Donate to the Krispy yeah. Kreme podcast. Yeah. Would you, you fucking selfish? Donate, donate money to CP Nolan at uh, uh, kickstarter.com. Yeah, this podcast is brought to you by the Krispy Kreme podcast. <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast is brought to you, ladies and gentlemen, by the Krispy Kreme podcast. I am your host, Krispy uh, Kreme. And, um, yeah, I know we, we um, hey, what else do we want to talk about, Dan? If we can hit an hour, that'd be pretty cool. I mean. But if we can't, it's all right. <laughs> I mean. Do what you got to do. There's no rules and restrictions. You did a pretty fantastic job of explaining the stock market to the average Joe, I think. Yeah, I mean, and listen to me. If you're an average Joe and you're about to go spend all your hard-earned money on the stock market because of what I just said, don't. Because I have recently just learned about the stock market myself. <laughs> well, no, that's but not... I, I have a general, I have a general idea of the stock market. Just know, but, ladies and gentlemen, Dan DeSano is much more educated than your friends. Okay, like, I, I'm just being honest. I'm not even just saying that because he's my best friend. I'm just, like, he... He... He's a smart dude. He knows what he's talking about. If he suggests something, I'm not saying do it, just highly, highly recommend it because odds are it's not a bad decision, whatever it is. And my point earlier was, I don't know about you guys, but I know me, I spend way too much money on fast food. Okay, Like throughout, I average probably three, four meals a week. And that's not good. That's, you shouldn't do that. You should look at fast food like a monthly subscription, right? Mm-hmm. F- try, try it four times a month, which is what? Once a week. There you go. And if you average six bucks, 24 bucks a month for a year, that's a... Uh, sorry, I farted. But um, 120 divided by 24, whatever that would be, it's a, it's a math question. And it's it's just not... You, you can If you can subtract that... Even if that's the minimum of what you do, if you can subtract that from your just your monthly goal, you'll be racking in so much more dough. You know, because no one needs fast food. Never, no one needs fast food. Even if you were absolutely starving, you don't need it. Maybe Waffle House. Dude, fuck Waffle House. No offense. Like I mean, oh, Waffle, oh, oh, I mean, Waffle House is good. Waffle House is good. 
but I'm tired of going to the fucking place and this, the, the, the table being sticky for whatever reason. Oh. Like, you, you don't even know why it's sticky. It's just sticky. You just, you just come to terms with it. You're like, oh, it's 12 house. So, yeah, the table's sticky. And uh, let's go use the bathroom. And you're like, oh, wait, there's throw up in the bathroom. I don't want to use the bathroom now. Let's go. You know what? Why am I even going to bother and give her a tip? I'm not going to give her a tip. Like, that's just. Oh, no, that's I don't savage. Know no, that's no, savage. No, no, if she's. If, hey, it's her fault. Yeah, hey, it's her fault. Waffle House is the breakfast hibachi. I mean, how else can you describe it? I mean, they're cooking it right in front of you. It's, it's your breakfast, and you yeah. can hear them call it out, you can see them cook it. You tell me you're going to IHOP or some other of these places and you order some food. You don't know what the hell is going on in that kitchen. They could be dropping that shit all over the place. You go to Waffle House, they got that shit going on. I learned a lot of Waffle House, actually. They open and are open 24-7 no matter what. I mean, they, they literally have a hurricane team. <laughs> They're actually for the southern states of Florida up through North Carolina that study hurricane patterns and watch what they do. And if they ever go through hurricanes, know what to do because they are absolutely determined to stay open 24-7. Even if there's a hurricane and everything else is shut down, somebody who's driving home in 900,000 mile an hour winds... Just desperate to make it home. The one thing that they're going to pass that's open is Waffle House. And that's why it is the American dream. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time. No, but like, truthfully, come on, don't you dare compare IHOP to Waffle House. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a fucking breakfast place, both of them. One's better than the other. But Jesus Christ, one's actually quality fucking food. Oh, and say, uh, get out of here. God. Okay, you can suck my fucking oh dick my and balls, God. dude. If you actually think. Like this podcast. Dude, get out of here. Like this podcast. <laughs> get out of here. If you're Waffle House dude. over IHOP. If you're Waffle House Retweet. over IHOP. No, 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 no. You're not understanding me. If you're Waffle House over IHOP. Oh, Waffle Y-Wop. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're Waffle House over IHOP, trust me, I get it, okay? Because Waffle House, in the right mood, the right setting. Every day. Is phenomenal, but dude, you can't tell me if you want to spend quality money on something, you would much, you wouldn't rather go to IHOP. Have you if ever you seen want qual- <laughs> these Russian waitresses walking around, you know, <laughs> I don't know how it is around the rest of the world, but in Myrtle Beach, at least, and in North Myrtle Beach and Little River in North Carolina, what they do the whole um, you know like uh, exchange student program. Where they bring these Russian, Kazakhstanian, Turkian, whatever, you know, students. Pakistani. Yeah, coming in and they're trying to get some American experience. They all work at IHOP. It's not so easy to explain to a Russian girl that you want ham, cheese, and onion omelet with mushrooms and some other things in it. Because they don't understand what the hell you're talking about. You talk to Brastusia at Waffle House. And say, listen, here's what I want. That's racist. She's got you. She's got you. I don't even know the name I said. Rastusha, Rapusha, uh, you know, I mean, Carly, I mean, whatever you want to call her. All I know, uh, listen, here's, here's, here is what I'm going to tell you about Waffle House. If you're at a Waffle House and one of the cooks has an arm sleeve on, 
You're you're set. You're getting some good fucking. You're set. <laughs> you're getting some yeah, good fucking. Couple food. things to look at. If you if you walk into Waffle House and they got a visor on, you're good. If you walk into Waffle House and everyone, and, and the cook was smoking a cigarette when you pulled into the parking lot, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. If you walk into Waffle House and they got their shirt tucked into their pants, probably not the best experience you're gonna have. Too professional. Waffle House cooks. They have to look like they, they really uh, okay. don't want to be there or that they absolutely want to be there. There was, okay, so whenever I was uh, living in Calabash, right? I was living in Calabash. I would go with some friends every weekend to the Little River Waffle House. Yeah, I'm sure they would love some free publicity. I would go to the Little River Waffle House. I would go to, I would go to, I've had 10 beers. So I would go to the Little River Waffle House, right? And that just ranked the first in all of South Carolina Waffle Houses, believe it or not. But continue. And that's judged by Dan DeSano. No. That's, there's no fucking way Dude, that that's the number one Waffle House. They told me. Get out of yeah. They the, told of course, me. of course they did. They wouldn't be like, hey, they this said, is the fifth best this Waffle This is the number one ranked Waffle House. Get the fuck out of here. In Get, the state of South Carolina. Yeah, because it's right next to North Carolina. That's why. Probably. Anyway, so I would go to that Waffle House with some friends, and uh, every time I did, it was it was fucking always. Always this one dude that worked there. And it was like 4 o'clock in the morning every time we went. And this dude treated it like it was the most fancy fucking... He treated it like it was fucking... Uh, what's that place in New York? Um, oh, shit. I can't think of it. Um, New York. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Carnegie Deli. He, he treated it like it was fucking Carnegie Deli, dude. This guy, he would walk in and be like, gentlemen, gentlemen, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the Waffle House. Like, like, just, just trippy shit. Like, and we'd be baked out of our minds. We're like, dude, can we just get some fucking chocolate chip waffle? Like, what are you doing, bro? And he was talking to us this one time, and it was just super awkward. And just the whole exchange of him laying out the Civil War. When, when, when your Waffle House, when your Waffle House wait waiter slash waitress puts out the silverware that's the single hand most awkward thing on the planet like it's just like because you have to sit there and they take forever to do it and they're like okay that's that's the spoon knife like you know what i mean like they, they just do it so slow and shit and it's just you're just sitting there and you're fucking you're fucked up and you're like can you just can you just drop all the silverware in the center of the table and we'll figure it out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would just be so much easier and so much more appropriate for a fucking Waffle House. Whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. Hold on a fucking second. So, after we do that, he would do that and we would, it would be fine. And he would make our food. And then this, this one night, everyone had their food. Everyone paid except for me. So, I go up there to pay for my food and I do the shit and everything's fine. And the dude, pretend like you're talking to me right now. He'd be talking about <laughs> He would talk that fucking loud. He'd be like, like, and I would be like, yeah, dude. And, I, and you don't want to, you don't want to be rude, so you agree with everything the fuck they're saying. So I would do that, and then after I pay, <laughs> after I pay my bill, and he's like. Mm-hmm. 
I, for whatever reason, think that's the perfect time to be like, yo, what'd you say? <laughs> so I'm just, I would be like, what's up? What? I have to like, I'm sorry? I like throw my fucking ear up at him. Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? Like, what'd you say? And he goes, I said, have a good night. And I was like, oh, you too, man. Like, oh, hell yeah. And, well, then, I, and is, then I just walk but, away. But the funniest part is they'll, they'll be silent when you're trying to pay. But when you order something, they'll go back to the cook and they'll be like, I need the hash browns from other cover, chumber, chunk, 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 cap, chunk. I mean, they, they will yell that shit to the rooftops. <laughs> like, that's what, I don't, dude, Waffle House is good, obviously. It's the hibachi of breakfast. It's the hibachi of breakfast, but that's, that's like, kind of an insult when you really think about it. Oh, my God. No, it's not really, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. All right, everybody, so we are approximately 57 minutes into this podcast. Pro- we are 57 minutes into the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Tideline Charters, First in Flight Drone Service, Blue Moon, which Chris has drunk, obviously, a lot of. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we thank you guys so much for being here. I know... That this might not have been the most... Well, we we kind of... We, 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 shared, we shared some ed- educational info. It, I know it just doesn't seem like a lot because you and I were talking and it flew by. Whatever. Um, I want to thank Dan for making an appearance on the podcast. Thank you, Dan, for being here, as always. Um, of course, of course. Made a great appearance. Shared some wonderful insight. Uh, one of these days, man, we're going to get the fucking equipment set up to where we're going to have the podcast w- with Dan and I. And uh, some other guests. And once we do that, shit will be top-notch. And we'll start like truly trying to get our names out there. But in the meantime, we thank you guys for being here. That are. Uh, truly, really does mean a lot to us. Um, thank you guys again. Uh, anything you want to say last minute, Dan? Thank you to all the listeners. Listeners. You have a great night. You guys have a great night. It is, it is 1 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night. So you motherfuckers get some goddamn sleep so you can work and hit that 40 motherfucking hours this week. You understand me, motherfucking cocksuckers? Have fucking fun. I love you pieces of shit. Thank you. Stay black and have a good one. <laughs>